Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and we put them on our list and we like it and we hope you shit. I hope we you hope you shit. Fuck. I hope you guys like it too. God damn it. Um, John, with me as always, James, Dustin. Hey. Hello. All right. So, guys, we're, this week we're doing Escape from New York. Yeah. Yeah. John Carpenter. John Carpenter, 1981 classic. And I only bring it up right away because we're doing it, but also because I'm going to talk about what I did this week. And one of the things I did is I have a pristine copy of the fog on VHS. Oh yeah. And it might be the new crown jewel of my VHS <laughs> of your, of your VHS collection. Does it count as your VHS collection? I bought it and I paid for it. Mm, okay. So I mean I think I have a two hundred and fifty mm. now. Getting up there. Yeah, what did I buy this week? I bought I bought the fog. I bought uh shit. Michael Keaton not Michael Keaton. Michael Douglas movie. Disclosure. <laughs> uh no black black rain black rain yeah black rain about black rain which looks badass as fuck uh yeah I'm, i wanted to do that movie at some point i think we're gonna do it i mean based on the cover alone and i bought uh i bought crawl oh yeah crawl uh wait i always get K-R- these confused there's crawl and then there's call the conqueror that's crawl yeah there's two different movies so yeah, it's like a fantasy movie from the yeah, early crawl like, is, crawl is cool. is not cool yeah the movie looks really fucking cool i gotta say it's pretty fun i mean it's really cheesy but it's it's pretty fun it's like a star wars kind of fantasy sort of thing yeah so i'm pretty stoked on that uh haven't watched it yet it's in my collection yeah it's pretty fun it's got liam neeson as a cyclops uh, you know what i was talking to some guys today and that's what somebody said oh, yeah. and they're like yeah it's, it's cool cool stuff did you watch the fog it's got uh, a- i haven't watched it yet no i haven't had an opportunity to watch anything i've been a little bit busy watching these two movies that we watch we're gonna record today that one's got a pretty sweet carpenter uh, theme on it that one yeah i've never seen it the fog yeah. oh that's a shocker yeah. it's a weird one it's it's kind of fun it's like a <laughs> It's like a pirate ghost movie. <laughs> a pirate ghost. But pirate ghost. Like a like a flying Dutchman? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Tight, 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 tight. <laughs> uh, and it's got Jamie Lee. I mean, how can you go wrong? One other thing I watched this week is uh, I started watching Woo Assassin. Oh, you did? Anybody start watching that? I did. No. no. Okay. <laughs> you were the one who was like, oh, I know. On it. Well, I went camping, so... Started watching Wu Assassin. Um, I'm wondering if we should do an episode on it. Yeah. Um, on a, on a I'm not saying show. I love it or I hate it, but it's one of the first shows where I'm thinking like, yeah, maybe we should just like, after we're done, we're all going to watch it for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should maybe just do an episode on it just to talk about some of the stuff in it. Well, we can uh, hammer that out at some point. See oh, could we? We could talk about that later? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can dock that for now <laughs> until we all watch a, it. Put a and put a pin <laughs> yeah, in that. Put a pin in it. All right, James, what are you watching? Uh nothing. All right, cool. Uh, Dustin, <laughs> absolutely. You were, watching, you were watching God's own creation, nature. Yeah, what nature. The fuck. God's yeah, I was camping. <laughs> oh, so. I thought it was like a Christian camping, like a Christian uh, like nature documentary, where it's like. Oh, as proven no. as proven by the noble firm. Yeah, they talk about like, the earth, earth is six, four thousand years, years old. You know what? I probably would watch that. <laughs> I'd watch that just to be like. I mean, how I probably fucked have up watched this? that. I probably had to watch that in school. <laughs> my uh, my mother 
sort of my father-in-law, I guess they, they got creation magazine mm-hmm. and it was, it was a, like a, I don't know, monthly, bi-monthly. Uh, and it was all about proving the earth was five or 6,000 years old. Mm-hmm. It's flat. Hard to do. And it was, oh <laughs> man, you read some of those articles and it's like, this lion doesn't eat meat. Which proves that one day it will lay down with the lamb. This is what? not a joke. <laughs> what? This is literally an article I read. Well, that a, sounds like science. It was an article I read <laughs> in the Creation magazine. It was all about how this one lion doesn't eat meat. Like, so that, was a, that was a sign of things It was to come? a sign that like it's possible for a lion to lie down with a lamb. Is that um, so? Yeah, hey, check you, out Creation magazine. When, like, uh, I don't know if it was Mormons. Oh no, I think it was Jehovah's Witnesses would come door to door, and they'd have these pamphlets that showed uh, the future or paradise. Where he's like, "How would you like to live in a world oh, that's like this?" And it'd be like, oh. you'd be hanging out. It would show people just like frolicking with all the beasts in the field and, the, and yeah, stuff. That's JWs. Right. Mormons didn't hand out literature really. Yeah, they handed like Bibles and shit. Well, they just want to talk to you. They just want to be like your best friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. like fuck, man, you get really drunk. Mm-hmm. Like you're sad. You're like, yeah, man, I love you, Mordecai. Mordecai, <laughs> you're the best Mormon ever. <laughs> J Dubs just want to be like, I did my duty. I'm fucking, I'm out, I'm out of here. I heard the best thing that you can do for a JW is um, say that you Give were a blood transfusion. No, you were a member <laughs> and that you left. Oh yeah, and then you'll they'll never come to your house again. Oh okay, because they're not allowed to talk with ex members. I mean, they can't come to my house anyway because I don't live in the actual Ooh. house. We, all we got live, gates up to keep you the live in the <laughs> yeah. You live in like the a retirement community. Yeah. You're living like the rich people in the the last uh, that what's the fucking Night of the Living Dead zombie movie with your boiled <laughs> goose. Oh yeah, you had so much boiled goose last night. <laughs> land, land of the Dead. Yeah, Land of the fucking boiled goose, motherfucker. <laughs> the one with Sarah Polly. Right. Um. I watched. Uh, I, I watched. I uh, bold goose. Uh, <laughs> I watched hun- honey glazed. I watched a bunch of goose being cooked. No, I watched uh, the first five episodes of Fleabag. Finally, fuck. What do you think? Pretty funny. Pretty uh, wickedly funny. Like acerbic. Acerb- I was in Seattle. Yeah, like acidically funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. I've heard the second season's really different from the first season, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I've heard that. I love the second season a lot. I I was a big fan of the first season, um, but the second season was was very different. Like, well, it. I've no. I don't know how many shows have grown with the char- main character mm-hmm. as much as oh, Fleabag. Yeah. Like where like it there's a, such a tonal shift and like the character has a tonal shift. Like everything just works. I don't know. I'm looking forward to checking out the second season too. Yeah, it, they're nice and short. Like they're only six episodes, right? So it's an easy one to uh, to bang out. But yeah, I'm liking it so far. I feel like I'm almost missing out on something. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I don't know. Is it James funny? Like, is it? A James I think James would love it. Yeah. No. He's like, no. no. <laughs> only like creation documentaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? The, can you imagine like David Attenborough be like the world was was born and the next day animals were born and then and, and then, then the next day fauna was born mm-hmm. and it's like and on the seventh day God rested and he was like Whew, I am wiped I'm surprised <laughs> you don't watch that stuff 4,000 you know years. you've seen so much stuff that you just like 
the only thing that, that seen. <laughs> the only thing that gets it up anymore is watching. Oh God, it's watching creationist, <laughs> creationist uh, propaganda. <laughs> You've seen so new much world, new world You're such an atheist at this point. You're just like, oh man, I can't even get hard if I don't watch like some like Southern Baptist shit. <laughs> Gotta watch like those. Oh god, I can't even get angry. I can't even get angry anymore. If they're not fucking, if they're not like fucking brainwashing kids and like fucking putting women in dungeons, I don't even understand. I can't even like fucking get mad. There's no genital mutilation involved. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Uh, have you ever, well, I know, a, I know a Christian doc you've watched. Mm. One of my favorites, I think it's called Hell's Bells. Oh, Hell's Bells, the dangers of rock and roll. Ooh, yeah. That is choice. Yeah. I, I had to watch that in high school at my school. Um, and I tried to find it on the internet recently because I was like, I got to see oh, some man. of that gold. It is so good. Yeah. If anybody can, if anybody wants to watch something that just like is fucking psychotically out there, watch Hell's Bells. It's pretty amazing. The Dangers of Rock and Roll. It's a 1989. <laughs> I remember they were showing uh, like the lyrics to the ACDC song Hell's Bells on the screen, and I'm like in the back of the classroom, like singing along <laughs> oh, to yeah, it. Yeah, nice. There's a part that's like God's on the left, and I'm sticking to the right, and all these people in my class turn around and look at me, and they're like, "This is what you listen to." Yeah. <laughs> Well, you can watch it all, all of it on YouTube right now. It's been up since 2014, Dustin. So you didn't look very hard. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I think I did find it and started watching it, but then I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah. Yeah, I get kind of stoned or something. <laughs> I did buy a new vape pen. Oh yeah. Yeah, I finally bought one of those like actual like ones that like you set the temperature. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, it uses the oil. I don't, I'm not. I'm not super familiar with these futuristic marvels. Yeah. What vaping? Yeah, I just smoked my dope like an old man. Well, right. I don't want to like smoke. a grandpa. You're so stuck in. My the past. problem is that I don't want to actually sit there and like smoke a joint. Uh -huh. Like I just yeah yeah just that, take a puff here and there when you want. Or yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So I, I get it. So oh far. yeah, did you have that joint that I brought you back? I did. How was that? It was really good. You brought Thank a you. joint back from Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, somebody gave it to me. <laughs> Somebody just gave you a joint yeah. and was like... So I was like, here, that's like a party on James. And you're like, party on Mark. <laughs> party yeah. on James. Yeah, no, it was good, thanks. Yeah, man, this <laughs> weed legalization thing has been... I mean, it hasn't really happened in Abbotsford yet, but where well, we are. But I'll tell you this, they're selling lots of dope <laughs> out in them streets. I still haven't bought any... Since it was legal, really? Yeah, I've bought in like so much. <laughs> it's just been. I really need to get on that. We've really flipped. I mean, it's like you here. were just saying. Like, it can't even get hard anymore because it's not legal. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to like Fucking, more hardcore yeah. drugs. Yeah, That's what I do. Gotta meth move, now. Got to move down the line. <laughs> well, I can recommend a couple stores. Yeah, I got nice some shrooms. I got some nice. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't see the next stuff. Oh well, no, shrooms is the next. Oh no, it's it's uh, MDMA. That's the next one that's going to be legal. You think so? Or LC or um, LSD. Oh, yeah. I could go Fucking that. just legalize them all. Legalize hey, it. Welcome to Action Action. Legalize it. Speaking of where places where drugs are not legal. Nothing, nothing's legal. Nothing's legal in 1981's Escape from New York. James, roll the trailer. New York, 1997. The entire city is a walled maximum security prison. The bridges are mined. The 
are patrolled. And the United States Police Force has everything under control, they think. adventure of the future. One man must go in where no man has ever gotten out. Escape from New York. New one. John Carpenter. James. Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, this is your pick, James. All right, so this is surprising. This takes place in well, I was surprised that James picked it. I was I thought this would have been a you pick, oh, to be he, honest. He's he's, he's like the Carpenter stuff. Oh, yeah. Not degrading <laughs> His style, his uh, fuck. We'll wait until like wait until next week's episode, and then we'll <laughs> get on who has better choice in movies. Um, okay, I'm just saying. I figured you would have picked this a while ago, Dustin. Well, we've done. Uh, well, this is what our fourth. Uh, yeah. Carpenter. We've done Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. We did They Live. We did Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, which I picked. Yeah, you picked that too. Yeah. And didn't oh no I picked they live yeah yeah you picked the other oh no you picked assault and piecing I did yeah 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 John I think so yeah hey, yeah so. John John picked John. it yes <laughs> well sometimes Sorry. it's a it's a no no yeah you're listening and it's we're an just audio, like you did yeah yeah I'm pointing <laughs> can't the listeners understand <laughs> this James why they, they pick up James on shit like that put your pants back on <laughs> I'm more comfortable this way I know but this is an, I know this is an audio medium but it's not Hans, okay for us this is radio not television <laughs> put the gun away. <laughs> So this takes place in 1997. What is it? Nine years earlier? Like it take it starts out. Yeah, it's like 91 or something like that. So that's when stuff's supposed to start to go to shit. Yeah. So then it kind of jumps forward 90. to 97. Right. Which and, is the present in the movie. And I guess chaos has just taken over Manhattan. So they started to wall it off and all no, the prisoners. No, they turned into a prison. Yeah. Yeah, the, the island of Manhattan is just one big prison. Yeah, they, so I think what happened was that they had so much turmoil that they couldn't, they didn't want to have prisons anymore. They decided to just like create a new colony almost. Yeah, and well, and you know, things you get the impression that things are pretty shitty in general. Like it's a dystopian future. Well, well you're not so. you're not given a glimpse of what like anything else is like is like yeah other than there are little comments like from characters in the movie that sort of suggest some stuff but uh reading about it i guess there was a lot more in the script that they just didn't end up putting in the movie that would show you kind of what the rest of society is like and i guess one of the things is that like during world war three which Mm -hmm. snake lost his eye in remember that uh when he's talking to hawk played by uh lee van cleef didn't he it's like you flew the missions over Leningrad or whatever? Oh, okay. And so there's some talk about that stuff, but I guess there's supposed to be this idea that um, they use this like special nerve gas during the war, and that the rest of the country is like slowly going insane because of this gas. Oh, I or see. Whatever. But so, so stuff is supposed to be like generally pretty fucked up, but even more fucked up on the island of Manhattan, which is just a giant well prison. It just sounds like the 80s, really. Right? I <laughs> it's mean, the Reagan years. And I mean, it, years. in some of those movies that we watch where they describe or show New York City, it's like, yeah, that's pretty much what it was like. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a heightened uh, version of, you know, because we see, yeah, we see old, you watch 70s or 80s New York movies yeah. and it's like, oh, New York was pretty fucked. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess this would just be like an exaggerated. Uh, I think this would have been a funner movie, though, if it was. I mean, this is 
kind of weird maybe, but if it was somehow set in like Michigan or like somewhere like not New York, no, like if they had to send it, like if they had just set it somewhere other than New York, like some why, why like Los so? Angeles, no, <laughs> no, not with not Los Angeles. I don't know. I just think it would have been somehow better to like take it away from such a major city. I don't like, know. I think that's part of the appeal, right? Yeah. Is that like everyone, okay, the island of Manhattan, it's a famous place where like, you know, a lot you know, of rich people live and, and all this I, kind of stuff. I get, well, Manhattan? Manhattan's yeah. where like fucking cops live. That's like, where Wall Street and shit is too. Manhattan. Wait, I'm thinking yeah. of Long Island. Um, <laughs> I get Manhattan's that. Manhattan's like the, the, the yeah, center. I, yeah. I, I get, York, York, I get yeah. that. I think that I would rather have it just been sent, set like somewhere in like Detroit, like Robocop, Detroit, yeah, or like Detroit. Chicago. Somewhere that but wasn't is, New York. This gives you the uh, the opportunity to have you know these landmarks that everyone knows, even if they're not you know. I know it's a tiny. There. It's a tiny. You got nitpick. the Statue of Liberty. You got he lands, he lands the on Empire the roof State of Building. the of the um, World Trade Center. World, World Trade, Trade Center. Center? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did that get bombed? Mm-hmm. Which one got bombed? The World Trade Center. Oh yeah, that one. Nine Eleven. That's the one. Must be forget. It's been a while. But this was ninety seven. So Never forget that anyway. Never forget. <laughs> Hashtag. This was eighty one. I know, but it's supposed to be nineteen ninety seven in the movie. Well, why didn't they see that coming? They shouldn't have made this movie. <laughs> if they had any foresight, they never would have made this movie. This is well, they also talk about like the Soviet Union in the movie. And this is why which liberals didn't exist anymore. This is why liberals shouldn't be making movies. Goddamn liberals. Snowflakes. Fucking snowflake cucks, beta cucks. Um, but I think I think this is a pretty fun movie. I mean, I, I think it's fun. I, I don't think it's my like in my top five carpenters. But so I, what's the story? What's the plot, James? Uh, so the plot is the U.S. president, uh, uh, his plane that he's on, Air Force One, crashes into Manhattan, and basically, what is it? Snake Plissken is about to go into Manhattan because being sent to jail. He's being sent to jail. And the the guy, the warden, yeah, I, Hawk, Hawk, yeah, he uh, he comes up with this plan to send Snake in to get the president yeah, and bring him out because he has what he has some special shit in his briefcase. <laughs> like they seem yeah, to, something they seem really to make a big important. The he, most important part is the cassette. Yeah, the cassette. Yeah, too, which they don't really explain. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a recording of a speech he's giving for this nuclear arms agreement with Russia and China and stuff. Yeah, this doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So I think that part, so, no, this wasn't my favorite movie that we've done. And it's not, it's definitely not my favorite John Carpenter movie. Um, I think that the plot, it's a cool idea. Like, this, it, it's it's just, uh, there's, it's not necessarily pulled off that great. The violence isn't really where I want it to be. But it's got one of the best, like, main characters oh yeah but yeah. uh i like the plot i mean yeah maybe the idea is a little better than the execution but the idea carries me a long way when i'm watching this and then the, and then just like the vibe of the movie i really enjoy i think the vibe is really cool i like all the i don't know the 80s computer generated shit yeah it's I not like, even computer generated they like made a 3d map of new york and then like outline like painted it black and then outlined all the buildings in like white tape stuff so that they could do those like 3D zoom throughs where it's showing oh, like really? it's supposed look, to be because uh, they look really really good yeah they, it does look pretty cool eh? I mean very 80s but like cool in its own way because it's like something that you wouldn't do now if you yeah. were making a movie there's also a cool practical effect I think it's a practical effect uh, involving a helicopter like in the first like 15-20 minutes um, 
can't remember exactly the point, but it, like you just kind of see it. And there's something about seeing a practical effect and realizing it's practical that does not take you out of the movie in the same way that seeing a shitty right. like CGI right. does. Like there's, I don't know, there's like this human touch to it where it's like, oh, someone created that, mm-hmm. but I accept it. Whereas if it had been a shitty like CGI, you'd be like, oh, like, this looks like shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think this is pretty fun. It's it's a movie that like the first time I saw it, I was, I was kind. I remember being kind of like bored by it when I watched it the first time. Um, but every time I've watched it since, I feel like I like it a little bit more. Which is I've said that before about other Carpenters too. Mm-hmm. And there is just like a lot of. There's just like all these different corners of this weird world we're seeing, these different groups that live in the prison and they have like sort of their own defined little gangs. Like there's Areas, the, du- yeah. the Duke, which is Isaac Hayes, and he's got his whole, like he's supposed to be like the king of Manhattan. He rides around in this big Cadillac yeah. with chandeliers on the, well, on the he, front so of the he's, car. And, yeah, he's like the king of Manhattan, but yet you still don't mess around with like the people that live in the subway tunnels. I think and you're stuff scared like of them. Right, like there's yeah. like the, they're like the freaks, like the like yeah, really, because, the real crazy because they'll do any yeah, and I think that this would be an amazing miniseries. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like yeah. that would yeah. be so cool, like an HBO miniseries or like Netflix or uh, what's the American one Hulu. Um, like I, I think it would be really cool. I think that he's he he. There's so many ideas going on, like it's almost like the Warriors. But mm-hmm. like the warriors somehow like exists and it works in this like self-contained. Kind oh, of. I, f- I feel like this works mostly. I think it works. I just think it would be cool to like delve into like. Yeah, you want to see more of certain yeah, like things. each of these parts. I, I want to know why I can't go down. What was it, Main Street or whatever? Right, they drive down. All those guys are like, like throwing wh- bricks and shit at them. Yeah, like why can't you go down the street? Like, what's up with those people? Like. Um, like yeah, I, I, mean, I think they're, but they're I think cannibals. That's kind of I think the fun is that it's just like suggested like. Oh yeah, like you you get little details thrown out, but nothing like defined. Where it's mm-hmm. just like, uh, oh yeah, like we don't go there because you know there's some crazy people. And then when they go through there, yeah, you see like heads on pikes and shit like that, and like fires are burning. And well, it's kind of like the jungle, right? Like going through the jungle and different tribes. Yeah, it's totally you just true. Don't really mess with those tribes, people. I want to know. Right, right, yeah. yeah, everyone's in the, got their little area or whatever. I want to know like why. Um, Cabby, Ernest Borgnine's character, like, yeah. like, what's his deal? Like, you want to know more about him? Oh, I know so much more about him. Well, he knows so much. Yeah, he's been around uh, for, as he tells us for like he's been driving the same cab for thirty years or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and he like he throw. Well, but also, the prison hasn't been there for thirty years. But, no, but he was already there driving yeah, a cab and before like, it. Became I love the, so how, he just stayed there. I love how nonchalantly like he throws the Molotov cocktail. Yeah, while he's talking while he's to talking. him, he's just like, oh, hey, yeah. snake, I've heard of you, like, blah, blah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here, snake? And then yeah. he's like, lighting me while he's lighting the Molotov to throw at these This is the second Ernest Borgnine movie we've done. Yeah, when he was in The Wild Bunch. Oof. Yeah. Love me, The Wild Bunch. Banger. That's a great movie. That's a banger. <laughs> That's a straight all-time, up banger. <laughs> all-time banger. Uh, he's pretty fun in this. When we first see him... Snake is like going in this theater. He's trying to find the president. He's got like a tracker thing, and the president has a tracker on. Yeah, him. 
and he goes to ends up going into this theater where there's like all these people on stage dressed up in costumes and they're singing this song. Well, about, it's very much like prison. Exactly. Right, That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, I'm watching an episode of Oz or the, something for the lunatics and the, the inmates. And so he's there and he's like super into it. It shows oh, his yeah. face, Ernest Borgnine. He's just like enjoying the hell out of this performance. He kills it. Like I, I and that's why I want to know more about him. Like what's his character? What's his deal? Like he's obviously like high up. In, like, yeah. there's, uh, in, well, the, in the higher, everyone knows him, and he's like a respected individual. Like, there's, yeah, there's, there's a power structure, yeah. and there's a hierarchy in in this city, right? Right, this miniature city where like the brain obviously has a certain level of power. Yeah, the brain played by Harry Dean Stanton, where he, he does a great job. Um, where he like he has a certain level of power, but he can't like he he can't get through um, the president. Like, Sorry, the Duke's like guards, but he's recognized enough to not get killed. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like they are like, okay, the brain is here. He like, we, you know, they have dealings with him, but yeah. it's not like he's one but of them. He can't just do well, what he it wants. Would be a, like I, he lives pretty comfortably. Yeah. Brain. Well, well, I think they, I think he's, he's more like a, uh, he's a strategist, a planner. He's, and but, the, and the Duke keeps him around because he's useful. Because he wants he's information. Useful. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so I don't know. So I see what you're saying. Like it would be fun to sort of delve into some of these corners, but at the same time, I think that's kind of what's fun about the movie is that it presents you all these different things, these different possible story elements, and just little hints about the background of what's going on in this world. And that's the kind of fun is to just be like, oh well, what is this person's story, and then just think about it and be like, what's you know, like what's going on I guess, with this? Yeah. And well, it's true. It's it's true to the until you want more. You know, right. uh, like I just wanted more. I, I think the movie just doesn't necessarily pull everything off that well. It's like it's not violent enough. There's not enough action in it for what I want. Like I it just could want, do with, it could do with a little more action. I want more from it. I feel like it's a lot of really really great ideas that just don't culminate properly. That's I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean I don't know like. Uh there's certain things that I think you, I think it definitely could use another action set piece or two just cause the pacing is a little slower than what maybe what we're, we've been watching lately and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it, it has, it has to set up this whole world first, right? What, that we're in. And so that takes like 30, 40 minutes to be like, here's what, here's the situation. Here's the world we're in. Here's this character snake. We're going to send him in. It's like ticking clock situation. To that point mm-hmm. though, I think what you're, what you're talking about would be funner if they didn't set it up for 40 minutes. If they just draw, if it was just like, what if you were just like, if it was just him on the helicopter, like, or on a helicopter, like getting dropped in or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like when he comes in on a glider, but what I'm saying is like, start it like bang, like right away. And then deal with a little bit of things in flashbacks to like explain why he's there. But like, it, yeah, I think that could, it, it, it doesn't. That it's just too much. There's too much setup for what the payoff is. In in my humble, very very humble, John Carpenter's John Carpenter is a genius opinion. Like it's just. It, it might be also that like I mean, like very low budget movie, and so it's like you have all these scenes or these sets already built. So it's like it all has to be held within that set, too. So I mean, you learn about um, 
Snake, like as he's going along, going through and showing you these areas and all these like different set pieces. Yeah. Instead of going to flashback of like him in a war or something. I don't and they wanna... did they did cut a scene that was gonna show there was gonna be a show the bank robbery that he had committed with some other guy to get, you know, put in prison in in the oh, first brain? place and stuff. No, no, like Snake. Uh, in the previous in the war or whatever. No, year, I know, brain. but it didn't brain leave him in Yeah, but I'm not sure if that's the same oh, okay. scenario, like that might have been a previous oh, thing that happened or whatever. But um yeah, so they cut that, and which I think is good because I don't think we need to see whatever he crime he did to get in there. Like we just look at him, and we know okay, this guy is like a badass, and a, you know he's probably done some weird shit or fucked up shit. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that basically the whole movie takes place either right on the wall or at the like warden. I I, I don't know what they call that command center. I forget. Yeah, command center, sure. <laughs> but uh, that there and in Manhattan. Like yeah. that's it. That's it. We don't see the rest of the You planet, don't see anything the rest else. Of the country or whatever. So I mean even that leaves you like what's going on? <laughs> but it's kind of cool like it's such a it's like an isolated uh you just like we're just here. We're just in this prison world for like the whole movie basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like the, the concept of it all really does carry me a long way with this movie where it just kind of, I don't know, it's the kind of thing I like. It just like isolated place, uh, mm. this weird dystopian fucked up world we're seeing, you know, it's supposed to be New York, but it's actually filmed in St. Louis. <laughs> oh, okay. It was like East St. Louis where they'd had a major fire east st louis they had, like, they had a huge fire there and like i guess so it had this like ghettoized just sort of burned out abandoned area yeah i know okay. no that's why they that's why it was ghettoized it was because of the fire it wasn't because east st louis is like or st louis is like crazy i don't know anything about st louis really so but uh it's just like a like, I don't know what you're getting at. St. Louis is like a really there's a big divide between oh, black like people classes and white and people okay. classes. It's a thing. Let's cut, let's cut this part out. <laughs> We're not going to cut it. It's going to cut that out. Um, Never cut it. Cut that shit out, James. But yeah, I just, so all that stuff appeals to me. The feeling of the movie, the, of course, you got the Carpenter soundtrack, uh, is, which is just, cool you know it's not i don't know it's one of his most like memorable ones but it's it's pretty, yeah this, it's pretty cool the soundtrack doesn't really stand out for me uh i mean it's like i can't think of what it was now but while i'm watching the movie i'm enjoying it you know like it's mm, cool. right it's a cool it's got you know the, the standard sort of carpenter feel to it but um yeah maybe not as like hooky as like halloween his halloween theme or something. well since this is an action podcast do you guys have any favorite action sequences Scenes, James, where they um, get that car, and then that whole like trying to beat the Duke back to the compound. Yeah, yeah, that and was a all, fun scene. And all the stuff that you know they they go down. What is it, Main Street? Is it Main Street or whatever? I don't, I don't know, Wall Street. You know, <laughs> yeah. all that all that kind of stuff. So you you kind of get to see the city a little bit more, but you get all that action and yeah. whatnot. And there's the cool part with that when he gets to the train where they're holding the president and then the president is kind of tied down being like tortured by these guys or whatever. And then you see, and it's really dark, mm-hmm. but you see like snake, like slip in the window behind that guy yeah, and like take him out. 
uh, I thought that was really cool because it was actually really dark the way it was. I mean, a lot of this movie is really dark because they, oh, yeah. they didn't have like the lights you really needed to like illuminate shit, which right. kind of actually gives it a cool feeling in a way. But um, so I want to say something about that. Like, and I think that there is, I want to give the movie more credit because it's like, a, it's John Carpenter. It's it's done on a, a lower budget, right? And um, like you want to be like, look what they did with what they had, mm-hmm. right? So there is this problem with like rating a movie, right? Even for our fucking podcast that like... For our very important list. Yeah, like it's like... That when it's completed, will oh, be... Christ. <laughs> will be the list. <clears throat> will stand the test of time. When Jesus comes back... And it's going to be one of the things he mentions. It's right? going to be in our lifetime, um, <laughs> for sure. It is. He's going to. He's going to talk about this goddamn list. Well, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jesus. Um, didn't mean to take your Lord's name in vain. Um, but uh, like, it's it, it is hard because I want to be like I want to give it a higher rating, like, and I will get to that in a second. But I want to give it more than I'm going to give it. You wanted to like it more than I want to like it more, mm-hmm. and I want to be like, no, like, well, look at what they did with what he had. Well, like I say, like, um, every time I've revisited it, and you know, probably been like 10 years, it was probably like 10 years between each time I watched it or something, uh, I do like it more. So it kind of is has time to like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, it is with some movies like of that course. where you watch it and you're like, yeah, it's all right, and then the next time you watch it, oh, look, this is a lot better than I remember. And you watch it again, and you're like, no, this I like this a lot. Like this, yeah. So, know. but this is supposed Mrs. to be De- Mrs. Delphire, right? Mrs. Mrs. Delphire, Delphire yeah. Like fucking man, like every time I watch that movie, I'm like all time banger. It's a little bit better each time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah, first day of the woman. already having yeah. hot flashes. It right. was a, it was a drive by <laughs> fruiting. <laughs> oh God, so many classic, classic, <laughs> um, um, number one line of all time. So. Is this one better than the Escape from Los Angeles? Because I can't oh, really yeah, remember. Yeah, it is. It really is. Escape from LA is kind of fun, but it's a lot worse, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, like, is it as bad as you think you remember? Well, it being? you know, I'd have to watch it again. It's been a long all time. All I remember about Escape but, from LA, I haven't seen it, but I remember like from the trailers and from everything is like, is it like a big sur- a wave? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a big he wave. Surf he surfs on a wave. He surfs at the end. And I remember that and be like, nope. <laughs> It has like some really bad early CG in it too. And I was a big Three Ninjas fan. (laughs) Also a big Surf Ninjas fan. (laughs) Right. Also a big Surf Nazis Must Die. Even even I was. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we have to. Oh, maybe we'll have to watch it at some point because I'm curious. I'm sure we'll get to it. It's been a while since I saw it. So this movie, like to me, in a lot of ways, is so strange because, um, like, Snake Plissken is going to make my list of all-time greatest heroes, like, whatever, <laughs> if we we're going to go through all of our closing on 100 movies that we've done. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, what a waste, in a sense. Hmm. Like, he could... It, the movie just doesn't... The he, movie isn't equal to how great of a character this is. He's got some pretty cool moments. Uh, my favorite action sequence has got to be the the bridge sequence at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. That's just really fun to me. Like they're you know, they've got to get across this bridge to the to the wall to the, the you know the outer uh, well the outer wall I guess of the prison. But like 
there's a map like the brain has a map about like where there are mines set up and there's all these blown out cars all over the bridge so they're like weaving in and out and going around all this shit and then they hit one of the bombs and the car blows up in half and uh unfortunately cabby buys it at that at that time I like that. Um, and, and then, then Brain blows up. Yeah, Brain's like, I said go left. And then he's on the wrong side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Adrian Barbeau, we haven't even talked about her. She's his girlfriend, Maggie, Brain's girlfriend. And then she like basically is like, I'm just going to make my stand here. Kind yeah. Of thing. And he throws her the go. Yeah. Oh, sorry, pardon me. <laughs> Keep that in. Start that again. Please don't. That's the worst thing in a podcast. Keep it in. Do not put that in. <laughs> so she puts out her hand kind of like. Like she's like putting her hand out to Snake, and you're like, does he want? Does she want him to well, take Snake, her hand? Snake yells at her to like, like to come on, let's to go. come on. Like, but he also he's is dead. Like, Brain's dead. He's Leave like, him. St- don't do it. Like, yeah, yeah. But then she puts her hand out, and he just he tosses her his gun. Yeah, and then she kind of shoots at the at the Duke as he's, he just he smashes into her like yeah. just plows. So into what her. did you think she was putting on her hand for something else? Like she wanted the gun. No, she wanted the she gun. She wanted the gun. But for a second, I was like, is she putting her hand out be, to be like? You know, I take my hand, like bring me with you, kind of thing. But then he's like, "No, she just wants the gun, so she can right try to blow him away, the Duke away." I yeah. think that's what something. I mean, as a non-John Carpenter super knower, <laughs> like expert. Um, I mean, like he writes really strong characters who go against expectations, especially against like their gender, against like their what you think of them is like how he's like they're intelligent like, oh they're well, we, smart but they're also strong we've like seen her already like blow some guys away like yeah. her and brain go in and uh they try to to grab the president out of this yeah. like stronghold and they oh yeah they kill that one like they sort of right hand man guy that has like the crazy like weird yeah. punk elf i thought that was <laughs> i i did think that was a woman at the beginning Oh yeah, he's he's approaches them. Yeah, he approaches and Lee Van Cleef and is I, like, and I just I love everything John Carpenter does in that sense where like he fucks with like gender roles and he screws with like sexuality and like he's obviously so much he's so far ahead of everything that like that's coming out at the same time, right? I don't understand how they let him make movies. <laughs> it is strange when you're watching this because it, on one hand it feels like super gorilla like feels like in one sense like this isn't a real movie like it's it's like somebody was like hey guys let's go make a movie and like they ran out into the streets and like shot a movie it has that almost kind of yeah it feel does. about it like, right um but, but it was a movie that came out in the theaters and like it's but the, the movie is not condescending to any of the characters it's not condescending to like um like well it's not that's i should say it's it does not stick with typical gender roles, like I said, or um, what you expect characters to do. Like it's 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 forward thinking all the time, even with yeah. and even with like the way the snake acts, like where he throws the gun, like he knows what she's gonna do, mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. And I think that separated from John Carpenter, I don't want to give John Carpenter a bad review. I just don't think this movie lives up to what I think it could have it's been. It's just not one of his like best. Like well like for me I like I said I wouldn't it wouldn't be in my top 5. I still think it's really good. And I like as we're talking about it and you think about all these different parts and components like it adds up to quite a bit for me. And I think that same thing too, but I think of how much stuff I'm filling in. 
Like I'm yeah, feeling but that's but that's kind of the nature of the point. movie. Like that's he's a, like yeah. he doesn't give you full backgrounds on anybody. Like we don't know a lot about Snake. We know he was in this war that happened before. He lost his eye. And he's and he's committed a crime. And that's like basically all we know about him, right? And he's just like he's a badass. Everyone knows who he is. They're like, Snake, Pliskin, I thought you were dead. Like they all think he died somehow. But like um what do we know about Brain? Well, we know he worked with Snake before, and we know he's a smart guy. Like that's kind of it, right? Like we, you have to sort yeah. of fill in the rest on your own. And like a ca- character like Cabby, like you said, like there's a colorful character. He's been driving this cab in Manhattan <laughs> forever. How does he live? How does he survive? What is you know what does he bring to the table that people are like, okay, well he's part of our community. <laughs> we need to leave him, leave him. Uh, I was kind of disappointed though in the how little we see Tom Atkins in this movie. He's Rem, uh, Remy. He's like Hawk's right hand man, the guy with the mustache. Oh, okay, yeah. He's barely in the movie, unfortunately, and he's like he's like a classic, uh, pl- like actor for all these, you know, B horror movies and action movies from the eighties, yeah. especially seventies and eighties. Uh, he's like the main. He's like the cop in Night of the Creeps. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, and he's like the main guy in um, Halloween Three, Season of the Witch. The, <laughs> The one with the masks yeah. and stuff. So he's a guy that pops up over and over in all kinds of stuff. And he's kind of considered like a, a horror mainstay actor. But, but then I was like, well, why'd they even <laughs> put him in the movie? Because he's barely, he barely has anything to do in this movie. But so that's one of my downsides of the movie for sure. Uh, every time I see Adrian Barbo's name looking at the board, I can't help but think of, uh, did you ever watch C-Lab 2021? It was like one of the very first yeah, adult very, swim very cartoons. Very, very little, yeah. There's like this part where two of the characters are arguing. <laughs> They're saying something about how they would change what they would change themselves into if they could. Yeah. And the one guy's like, or like these weird robots or whatever. And he's like, I'd be an Adrian, I'd be a beautiful Adrian Barbobot. <laughs> and the other guy's like, Barbobot. <laughs> and the other guy's like, I'd be a Tiger Bot. He's like, You can't do that. And he's like, You're not the boss of Tiger Bot. <laughs> For some reason, I just So strange that. that I remember that. Oh, really? Of the few things I remember about the show, yeah. <laughs> It was a pretty hilarious show. That was like one of the, that was like the first before like Harvey Birdman, attorney at law oh, and man. all that stuff. I'll, I'll talk about Harvey Birdman, attorney <laughs> at law all day. We should do a Harvey Birdman podcast. I could do every episode of that show. We could have a separate, ep, a separate podcast. <laughs> well, then you got Carpenter mainstay, Donald Pleasance as the president. He's the, he's the, you know, Dr. Loomis from the Halloween movies. So he's in almost all of the old Halloween movies. And Except for season he, of the witch. And no, not not season the witch, but he was also in um, Prince of Darkness, another Carpenter movie. So he's he's always around. Uh, I think it's funny in this. He just kind of like takes a beating all the time. He's got like black eyes. Hey, he barely he, says there's anything. There's that one scene where he's tied up in that room and he's got like they've put like a blonde lady's. Yeah, I thought that him. scene was really really fun. Where yeah. uh, where Isaac Hayes is uh, is shooting like the oh yeah they've got him tied to that. They wall. got him tied. They're shooting arrows at him. And like he's like shooting it, and he's like using his his foot. Oh as no, he's like, shooting like an actual no, he's gun sh- at him. He's shooting oh, snake's gun. gun. That's right, he's shooting a gun at him. Yeah, snake's. Sorry, gun. he's shooting a gun at him, but he's like using his like leg and using his foot like as a like to hold it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, guessing because they don't the, they don't have the, any guns in there really. Not too many. They have not very many guns. I think the thing is the idea yeah, is they that, all ask him when, like, where'd you get a gun? Like, yeah, you must be a cop. Yeah, they have some guns. I'm guessing they've. Taken off of like dead. There's a couple of guns cops. floating around, but there's not, not. It's not like everyone has one or no. something. 
But I like that scene a lot. I think it was really fun where he's just like the the president is standing there and he's toying with him. But like, I like how the the president isn't like a straight pussy. Yeah, he doesn't give up whatever. He doesn't give up. Like they don't. But it's not about the president. Mm -hmm. And every time I watch just the MacGuffin or whatever. Yeah. And every time I watch these movies where they're trying to save their president, like I have the exact same thought. I had the same thought during like assault. Oh, sorry. Um, like the White House is White House down. White House and, down. Yeah. Olympus has fallen. Yeah, all that shit. I was gonna say White House has fallen. Um, <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> it's always like all I can think about, and I thought about it during this movie. I'm like, who fucking cares? Like who? Who fucking gives a shit? Well, there's a like, system in place. Let that... the president fucking die. Like who fucking cares? About the president, he's just some dude yeah. that you happen right, but to he's elect. A, he's a figurehead who represents something to people. Respect the office. And I'm like, <laughs> all I can think about you have is to think like, about what it means symbolically to people. Symbolically, like if we lost the president and these people were able to kill him, or what, what does that say about the people in control? Like, yeah, we don't have means, very much control. It means fucking nothing. Yeah, but move on. Okay, so like in Canada, nobody would give a shit. No one would give up. Fuck if, if Justin Trudeau died. Yeah, if the Prime Minister was like... Certainly not me. Fuck Trudeau. <laughs> I don't think there would be too much that Canadians would get really like... I think like, it sucks that he would die, but like no know, one's, no one's going to be like, what's the country going to do? We would just be like, oh, like, right. there's somebody we else in charge. We talked about this a bit on, on those episodes, White House Yeah, we, we would um, just be like, oh, there's somebody new in charge, and it's like, oh, what's up, man? You like, know what? Like, Do we still have health care? But we don't, we don't give all of that the same lofty, you know, credence that they give it in the States where they have all these right. different levels of government, all these different I think offices, the one thing that, you know, we probably would go to war for is probably like if somebody took the Stanley Cup or some shit. <laughs> like that's how crazy Canadians <laughs> That's our cup. Kill them. I mean, we're, I actually, we're, we live in a city where, uh, you know, the two times we lost the Stanley Cup, we there was riots. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. honest. I think Canada honestly wouldn't even be like, like, oh man, that sucks, man. Like, we just make a new one, though, right? Like, we have photos. No, no, there's people that no, would be people like, would pe- okay, people, people would, would. People would. There would be riots. Okay, the most Canadian thing in the world is, is, and you can fucking fight me on this, is that give can, uh, give a Canadian two weeks. We'd hire Dog the Bounty Hunter to get that shit back. <laughs> Isn't he dead? Or is that just no, his, it's his wife? wife is dead. Oh, well. Show respect. That sucks. <laughs> Jeez, he should shouldn't he have killed himself afterwards? Like a good, like a good. Gotta find Christ, bro. <laughs> Still looking. <laughs> um, but like, I think that as a, a Canadians, just like give it two weeks, and we're just like, ah, I guess we're over it. Like, <laughs> well, we, that's just the nature of the news cycle. Everywhere. We, but Canadians just don't. Like, we don't hold on to that shit. Like, we just do not care about stuff like this. We would be like if the if the president got killed by cannibals, we'd be like, "Man, that shit's fucked." Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Who's in charge now? <laughs> All right, I guess that's cool. I do like at the end when he, they're trying to, you know, Snake has already gotten the president up the the wall with the rope thing. And then the duke's about to shoot him and the president like blows him away. <laughs> Just I, like well, the president the president stops him. I did like mm-hmm. that. Okay, the president actually stops the, uh, uh, snake, snake from going, from going up. up, yeah. And we, there's a second where you're like, is the is he double is he, crossing yeah, him? No, yeah. And then no, the president's like, like blows him away. Like that's yeah. one of the more violent parts of the movie is how much he shoots yeah. Isaac Hayes there, which and is then, cool. We, then he gets up the wall, 
and he's got to get this shot because they've given him this like poison or toxin or whatever at the beginning of the movie where if he doesn't get the president out by a certain time yeah he's gonna die from this shit and then so they finally they give him the shot as the time is running out and then he has to give them the tape that's a special speech that the president recorded or whatever and then we find out he has switched the the tapes for some shitty music that cabby was listening to in his yeah. car and he he kind of walks off laughing or whatever. Pliskin's all like. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to hear like somebody be like, I'm gonna make Pliskin? A- yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Office, no! <laughs> Give me your badge, Pliskin. God damn it. Um, so originally they wanted Tommy Lee Jones as uh, studio wanted Tommy Lee Jones. As, as Kurt Russell? As Snake Pliskin. No. Uh, as Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. So what you got to think is at the time, Kurt Russell hadn't done roles like this. He was known for being in Disney movies. He was the, 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 the kid wears uh, oh. the computer. The computer wears tennis shoes. Yeah. That's what it's called. The, the uh, Captain Ron. And so okay. that was a couple of years later. So Carpenter had to really push for him because he'd shot some like made for TV Elvis movie with Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell really wanted the part. Uh, oh, and also the other cool thing is uh, first day of shooting, Kurt Russell shows up on set with the eye patch on. Oh, nice. He's like, I blinded myself. That wasn't in the script. He just decided he was going to wear an eye patch. (laughs) And then John Carpenter was like, yep. This is badass. (laughs) That's awesome. So there's a, throughout this entire like podcast that we've done together, one of the greatest, I think, pleasures I've had is my growing appreciation for Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's awesome. He has become possibly my favorite action star it's pretty pretty damn great he is i think he's great i think he's pure of heart he's like <laughs> captain planet in that he's just a good guy <laughs> he's blue i don't know he's not blue but uh he's he's just so wonderful and i love <laughs> the, <laughs> <he's> blue <laughs> <laughs> um he's just so great in everything he's he does like he just plays yeah. it off so perfectly and like i, I mean obviously john carpenter sees that in him yeah. but and he said in he's in, uh, said in interviews that snake plissken is his favorite role he's ever played it's so fucking fun yeah uh it's almost a shame that uh well you know somebody tried to do like an animated uh escape from new york mm. type of thing a few years back where it was gonna be like sort of an anime style and kurt russell was on board to do the voice and everything and then i guess it somehow just all fell apart which is too bad i would have liked to seen that that would have been cool yeah that's uh, that's actually a shame. I'm guessing it had to do with uh, studios, not John Carpenter. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he seems so. game. No one can talk shit on John Carpenter or Kurt Russell. Well, now we've we've covered a lot of his good movies, so he does have some stinkers that come down later. Let's in not talk career. about that. <laughs> Let's wrap this up though, because we uh, yeah we gotta gotta get going. Um, James, what do you give this movie? Um. So my reaction is a eight, but overall uh, six point six. So low, you guys. Come on, it's not a, that much lower than yours. I'm a seven and a six point four. Six point four. Mm, mm. Judging, judging you guys. Uh, my reaction's an eight, and my score ends up being a seven. Mm, I mm, think that only my point <laughs> four more than me. I'm gonna be honest. I a think lot, that point four goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I think my my score is a bit high. You think it's a bit high? Um, mine is, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think I think I'm being a bit generous. 
You know, but that's that, okay. That's the fucking world we live in. Um, six point <laughs> so, seven, which ties it with True Lies, Speed, Sin City, and Dread for forty, forty-one, forty-two, and forty-three. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say it should go behind Speed in front of Sin City. Yeah, I think that's, that's right. A pretty easy call. That's exactly where I would put it. All right. Well, that was easy. Fuck. <laughs> it's like one of the least so debates we've So number 42 on our list now is Escape from New York. Yeah, I think it deserves to be higher. You guys are crazy, but what are you going to do? Uh, next, we're going to do... James Also 1981. Yeah. Uh, an early Stallone flick called Nighthawks. Which we haven't watched yet. I haven't watched it. It's boring. <laughs> what? I already alluded to this, but we have watched this movie. We're going to record it right away. See you guys next week. Oh, wait a second. I do my bit. Do your bit. Thank you guys so much for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Please uh, tell a friend. That's the most important thing you can possibly do other than giving us a rating on iTunes. I mean, like, that really bumps us up. Um... Check us out on tell your friends to check us on whatever fucking podcast shit that they they use. Um, check us on Instagram. I guess that's the social media du jour right now. And we'll see you next week. Let's go.